the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray. Avinu Malkinu, our Father and our King, we love you, praise you, worship you, thank you. Lord, this is a great day. You've made it. We're rejoicing in what you've created. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you've given us. So, Lord, we pray that this this broadcast, Lord, would please you, that it would represent you, and that as we look at your word, we would understand what you are trying to say to us, and we would react appropriately. So, Lord, help us to apply your word to our lives that we could truly be ambassadors for you. We bless you and thank you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay, well, last couple weeks we've looked at forgiveness, and today we are starting a new theme of building our biblical character up, right? And that is, we're going to look at the power of our words. Now, this is such an interesting and important study because, honestly, we're either talking or we're listening, right? Um, So, look, the universe was created with the word. Yeshua healed and cast out demons with a word. Rulers have risen and fallen by their words. And we as believers, we worship through words of song, confession, and preaching. And words are critical in every area of life, whether it's technology, politics, education, business, science, relationships, families, right? Everything. Words are are crucial. God knew exactly what he was doing when he gave us the freedom to choose and create our own words. The tongue is an amazingly powerful force for both good and evil. What would our homes and our congregations and our schools and our country be like 
if we used words that reflected biblical values? Interesting question, right? Are you waiting for the other person to begin? <laughs> Let's start with two scriptures that might not seem like they have much to do with the power of our words. The first one is Romans 10, verse 17. It says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Messiah. You see, faith comes from the hearing of the word of Messiah. And that's how important words are. Our words form the foundation of our faith, too. Our faith becomes stronger as we confess through words what our beliefs are. Our words are a reflection and a true test of how much we even trust God. If we listen to our words and reflect on our words, we can find out many things about our character. Maybe some things we don't want to find out. Uh, However, everything hinges on our faith. Now, Romans 2.4 says, Or do you belittle the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you to repentance? Our words must have an overall philosophical purpose before they're spoken. If not, they'll go in every different direction. What is the primary reason for speaking? Yes, I understand it's to communicate. I get that. All right. But to communicate what? Many of you would probably say truth. That might be an obvious choice. But I prefer to have my philosophical purpose of my words to bring out kindness and love. First Timothy 5 says, Now the goal of this command is love from a pure heart and a clear conscience and a genuine faith. Some have missed the mark. They've turned away to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of Torah or the law or instruction, even though they do not understand what they keep saying or what they so dogmatically assert. And I, I, to me, this is what the problem is. This is the problem with people speaking and the words they choose is they have no philosophy of of wanting to choose biblical ways of speaking. So they get into fruitless discussion. They want to be teachers when they don't even understand what they're doing. And so what I'm proposing is that you and I need a philosophical purpose to the words we speak, and I'm going to say to you that they should be love, kindness, and other words that project that same idea. We must start out with a goal for our words, and I believe that God's word would have us to consider that our words should be loving and kind. And The thing is that if we don't have a goal, if we don't have a specific purpose in mind for our words, they'll be so scattered that we will will not speak well before God. 
Now, look, we see the power of God's words when we look at how God uses them. So, for instance, in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created. Okay, now let's find out how he created in verse 3. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Speech creates. God speaking creates. And the words we choose to use in expressing ourselves also create. We create our personal window to the world, so to speak. That's kind of how I picture it. We are creators. Positive forms of expression can help us grow into positive, optimistic people who view the world around them with generous and hopeful eyes. So we've created a positive atmosphere. On the other hand, we can create a negative atmosphere by having negative forms of expression, such as deflammatory or 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 the fact that uh, we're mean-spirited or we cultivate something negative or cynical in the world or sarcastic. We become a creator through our speech. We create the atmosphere for ourselves and for everybody who is around us, and we create that atmosphere by our speech. Everyone who hears our voice is affected by our words and how they are expressed. Even as you listen to me on the radio today, you have a certain sense of me, a certain sense of what I'm saying, and it makes you feel a certain way. I am creating, and I pray that it's creating something that is going to cause you to feel good eventually. Maybe while I'm creating the problem, it's not going to feel make you feel good. Romans uh, 10, 9 and 10, you know, because... Though listening is is important, we're going to address listening another time. Right now, through Romans 10, 9, and 10, we're going to start looking at the important scriptures that demonstrate the power of our words. So it says in that verse, If you confess with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised them from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart it is believed for righteousness, and with the mouth it is confessed for salvation. The scripture indicates, doesn't it, that God sees and hears our words coming from our heart as important and powerful enough to give us salvation and everlasting life with him through those words. That is power. We have created with our words, in a sense, through the gift of Yeshua, we have created salvation. We, we didn't create salvation, obviously. Don't don't get my words wrong. <laughs> but but through God, God uses our words so we can have everlasting life with Him, which is an amazing thing, isn't it? We see that Yeshua also emphasizes the power of our words when he teaches us in Mark eleven twenty two and 23. And Yeshua answered, saying to them, Have faith in God. 
Amen, I tell you, if someone says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but trusts that what he says is happening, what he says, what he's saying is happening, so shall it be for him. So again, we see the link between our words and our faith. Our words can create a link between us and God so that through our words, God is willing to do miracles in our life. Now, yes, I understand this gets into some theological issues that actually I don't want to tackle at this moment. Let's just say God has told us to use words to express our faith and to expect God to move on our behalf, okay? Hopefully, my words are acceptable to what you see in Scripture, as I believe they are. Speech is our use of words, the ability to convey ideas through words, the ability to proclaim things through words that will have some sort of result the ability to use words which will cause others to have certain feelings. Our speech through words are critical to whom we are and to, to how others will see us. Let's look at a scripture that you're very familiar with having to do with the tongue. Of course, I'm talking about James 3. Starting with verse 1, it says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, since you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If someone does not stumble in speech, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. So what are we seeing here? First, we see that God feels strongly about our speech. He uses the word teachers and says that they will receive, because of their speech, their teaching, a stricter judgment. Let me ask you a question out there. Which one of you are not teachers? (laughs) We would have to keep our mouths closed at all times to not teach. We teach our children, we teach our co-workers, we teach our neighbors, and certainly teach our spouse. So these first two verses, we understand that not only are we not perfect because of our words and speech, but our words also affect our entire body in some way. So it's not just a teacher who gets the stricter judgment, it's All of us who open up our mouths and we understand that the words are so important that it affects our entire body. Are you getting the idea yet that each of the words that you choose and how we use them are so important to God? We continue in James 3, verse 3, and if we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole body as well. See also the ships, though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. And in verse 5, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it 
boasts of great things. See how so small a fire sets ablaze so great a forest. The tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of evil placed among our body parts. It pollutes the whole body and sets on fire the course of life and is set on fire by Gehenna. Okay, so let's take a look at this. First of all, it says that our tongue is like a fire which is set ablaze. And we know that fire, it, it expands quickly. So the, the, the negative of, of our words also expand quickly. And then it says it pollutes. Well, uh, certainly it pollutes the whole body because just like a fire, pollution spreads quickly and so it pollutes our body. Just the words we speak affects our entire being. Do we understand that? The incorrect use of our words affects our entire body. So it's not only affecting others, but it, 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 is, it strongly affects ourselves. And then it says it sets on fire the course of life. Think of this. The course of your life is set on fire by your words. This warns us that our words Put in motion something that we might not be able to control that has put our life on a trajectory that is extremely hard to stop. Well, it's great if our speech is great, right? (laughs) However, if our speech is not good, that sounds like a terrible consequence that it puts our life on on a negative trajectory. And using the word Gehenna, which refers to hell, strengthens the concept of God being serious about our words and our speech. And we see in James 3, 7, for every species of beasts and birds and reptiles and sea creatures is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Again, Deadly poison is a reference to something that is beyond bad for us and spreads throughout us as a person to also affect others who are around us. Are you thinking today about your words and the effect that each and every word has on you and on the people around you? James 3, 9. With it, meaning the tongue, we bless our Adonai, the Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the image of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this thing should not be. A spring doesn't pour out fresh and bitter water from the same opening, does it? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree produce olives or a vine produce figs? Neither can salt water produce fresh water. Well, you know, funny enough, that was definitely true at that time. But, you know, today we can get fresh water out of salt water if we have the right equipment. And and what that makes me think of is that the answer to this question of whether the salt water can produce fresh water is in today's time, yes, However, we have to use the right equipment, and so it is with our speech. 
that out of our mouth can be good speech and good words and godly words and correct words, but we have to use the right equipment to make the changes. (laughs) Right? So we get wisdom from our speech and our words from God. God gives us that wisdom. And so as an example, if you meditate on God's word and you meditate on what he says is good and right and profitable, then we become the very things we meditate on. And as it says in Psalm 1, when we meditate on God's word, we will be like a tree planted and our leaves won't wither. And whatever we do will succeed. See, there is a connection here between our words and success. And too many of you are allowing your emotions to determine what words you use rather than your biblical philosophy of loving kindness. Choose this day what words you're going to use before you use them. You thought I was going to a different scripture, didn't you? (laughs) That's okay, but I wasn't. Look, if you just look at Proverbs 10, in verse 11, it says, The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Picture a, a fountain which gives life. Picture that, right? Our mouth should be like that fountain. Draw pictures in your mind so you can understand what God wants from you. In verse 12 of Proverbs 10, it says, Love covers up all transgressions. Okay, how many? Let's interpret this correctly. What does all mean? Okay, all means all? Okay, then love, and and we see this in other scriptures in Corinthians as well. Love covers up all transgressions. So we need to speak in love. Now, in the next week, we're going to talk about, well, what if they don't deserve our love? (laughs) What if they don't deserve our kindness? What if they've been mean to us? What kind of words should we use then? Well, you'll have to come back next week and we'll talk about it because I'm out of time. I know that's crazy. I haven't even finished what I wanted to do for today. But we'll be discussing the power of words at least for the next couple weeks. Uh, This week was our introduction, right, to the importance of our words. Our next few weeks, we're going to get into the 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 deepness of this and and we're going to get to the good part too the good part are the solutions how do i change how do i change my words i've been speaking like this all my life <laughs> we will take real life situations and try and deal with them in fact some of you why don't you email me this week and tell me about a situation that's so bad that you don't see how it would be possible to speak good words, words of encouragement, words of loving kindness. If I get your email early in the week, I'll try and use your situation 
with obviously without your name, uh, as an example in my teaching, email me at rabbi, rabbi at org. Has this teaching been valuable for you? If you would like us to stay on the radio, we've agreed to be here another year. However, without your help, it's very difficult financially. If you would like to give us a gift to stay on the radio, call Karen at 813-831-5673. May the power of God's word and his spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.